Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, a weekly podcast hosted by two Brits, Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown, on a mission to support, empower and reassure fellow independent millennial women that they can be self-sufficient, successful and seen. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Free and Figuring It Out. Thank you so much for joining. It's Sherelle on the mic. I've decided we need to say a bit more who's on the mic because here we are. Yeah, otherwise people sometimes don't know which one's which. Um, I think people are going to be disappointed when they meet me in real life and then they're like, oh, I thought you were very. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Never. But, I'm Verity. Yeah, that's Verity. <laughs> Hi. So this week for figuring out, I am figuring out spring cleaning, spring feel, etc. Because we have had the spring equinox. Mm-hmm. That has so that happened 21st of March. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 20, 21st. Yeah. And then we have now got in the UK, the clocks are going forward. I bring had to think, forward I had to bring forward fall back <laughs> I had to really think about that for a moment I was like, <laughs> the clocks are I've also been having lots of fun with the clocks because most of the US <laughs> I was like what is she gonna say now <laughs> just sounded really go on Cheryl tell us most of the US changed their clocks on like the 13th or 14th that weekend so two weekends earlier mm. so it's been you know someone who runs an international business try it just turn up for everything on the right time is usually mm. hard enough never mind the fact now the different the time difference is different for every country so i've been doing um lots of rooms with um in clubhouse if you are not on clubhouse if you are on clubhouse and you're not following me yet come and find me i'm sherelle griff just g-r-i-double-f because clubhouse don't let you have your full name if you've got a fabulous name like me and i've been running rooms not better I know she's totally better I've now got my club it's called successful solopreneurs so if you are listening Ooh. and you run your own business by yourself come join in the fun but it, I've been doing rooms with Americans and so you know I have to be on it about what time I'm turning up I've got a client at the moment in mm. America and I'm like don't make the clocks not be the same everyone we should just all unitedly as a world all spring forward at the same time and all fall back at the same time yeah but some people some uh, countries don't even change their clocks I know. it's I mean, to do with light and all that jazz so yeah but okay well okay. every so country we're forward but every country that decides <laughs> they want to join in they should all join in at the same time like come on people you need to unite that is how i'm feeling right now okay so we'll get the un on this good so yeah. yes the clocks have gone forward we've had the spring equinox and so i definitely just think me having a bit of a spring clean is required I think you know I know some people try and do that like in January and it's like new year but I'm not very good like I'm really good with like my goals and my intentions and all that stuff in the new year but it's winter I'm not I've not got ready yet I've not woken up properly so for me actually spring in terms of like like that cleaning and um making some choice like some hard I can make harder choices I think with the spring clean because by then I feel a bit more like I'm back into me whereas mm. in December I'm just like oh I'm, I'm, I'm hibernating Sherelle you've not got your vitamin D in love haven't you now and no. you're deep in your winter yeah so yeah that's what yeah. I'm figuring out mm. yeah no I uh definitely yeah something that I'm I'm gonna be cracking on with too Um, I'm figuring out just like change generally at the minute 
it's something that keeps coming up in any sort of Zoom call I go on, in any sort of workshop I'm in, any Facebook group, chats with like housemates, like it's change, 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 both on like a, a bigger level, like obviously we keep discussing it, but the UK is slowly, slowly coming out of lockdown. So there's lots of change with that. I've had lots of personal change in my life in terms of where I live, how I live, jobs, everything. Um, and I don't know, it's just something that I was speaking to a friend about and I just said like so I'm a Cancerian and typically (laughs) (laughs) well yeah I am meant to hate change okay but I am gonna blow my own trumpet here I think I'm quite good at it and I don't know if it's So I was reflecting on this before and basically my entire life up until 18, 19, I think I had very little change. Like my mum lived in the same house from 1973 that she still lives in now. So there was no moving house. I went to one primary school, one secondary school and college was the same. So everything was very stable, very, there was a few bits of changes with family dynamics and stuff, but everything felt very just, yeah, just non-changeable. And then I went to uni and even in that, the started to become change. Obviously we um, lived somewhere different each year and I became, I got into a relationship and everything like that. But I still, when I think about it, everything was fairly stable. And even with jobs and first flats, there was a couple, but nothing crazy. I feel like when I became single, all of a sudden, I just wanted change. I desired change. And it didn't unnerve me. It kind of, I saw it as an opportunity. And I've been thinking about this. Obviously, I'm 34. I'm nearly 35, which, you know, <laughs> to most people is definitely past the sell-by date for most of the things that I haven't done so far. It doesn't bother me, just so you know. I don't really care. But I do think there's lots of people I know who are what you would probably call have that stability. You know, they've bought a house. They're married they either are expecting or they have a baby or they have a couple of babies children whatever they are the things (laughs) they have a couple of babies that's my favorite (laughs) sentence you've ever said they have a couple of babies (laughs) oh my gosh if I had a couple I'd definitely think it's too much (laughs) the things that keep civilization ticking over and um and I and first of all I asked the question do I want to be in that position no like I definitely know that that's not what I want right now or would have wanted over the past few years and that's fine so it's not like a comparison thing but I just think was thinking where does this desire of change come from and I was wondering am I trying to fix things so being super hand on heart honest um there's only probably one big area of my life that I am really happy with right now and that's my relationship everything else in life is a bit meh you know nothing's great nothing's terrible but I don't feel like I've really ticked many boxes in those things so I think am I trying to change things to create opportunities to then make those areas better Mm. or um, is there a danger that I will never 
be satisfied in those areas because either my expectations are too high or I'll always be searching for something in some way um, or I just am meant for change. You know, it's just something that I enjoy. And another thing that I've been thinking about in relation to this is I've always said that I can never imagine having like one home somewhere because I've never found a place and I can't even think of a place that will bring me everything that I need. And I've been thinking about this recently with even my current situation. And I didn't think it would come into play until I was like a multi-billionaire and had, you know, a house in different places. And those houses would probably be one, well, one by the coast in Blackpool, because that's always been my dream to have a, a house in a flat like on the coast in Blackpool. And then one maybe somewhere like with a more spiritual element so that could be somewhere like Ibiza or Bali or India or I don't know one in a big city so London or New York or somewhere so I've always thought you know when the money comes in I will have like houses in all these different locations for different reasons to fill a different part of my soul I didn't think it would come into fruition so quickly but I've just been thinking about carving my life out at the minute because there's lots of change going on with career and things and I thought hmm I wonder right now if I need to divide myself between city which would be Manchester for me coast which is Blackpool which is family and friends for me you know and then um the lakes which is love and nature and I thought well yeah I mean that's doable like at the minute I'm looking for roles where um you know remote working is a, a given um I, I but I'd want so basically my ideal so I'm manifesting it and so if anyone's listening bring it in for me um a job in based in Manchester that I can do like a couple of days every few weeks in and then the rest remote and so I divide my time then between the three places and I don't know it's just been really I know Sherelle's got loads of she's like oh but yeah it's just been really interesting thinking about all of that well the reason why obviously it's interesting for me is (laughs) because I'm the complete opposite in terms of I'm a cancel and I follow the rules and I'm like I love (laughs) I love stability I love security I love the same old same thing every single day until we got into lockdown and Groundhog Day's finally kicked in but the the idea of having multiple places to like fulfill you Mm. and move around in between I think actually now I can resonate to it more than ever after the year I've had this year and literally it will be officially like at the time of recording this now I have not been in my home for a year like my actual flat my home what I brought what I worked my ass off for I've not been in now for a year and And that's the one in London that's the one that's in London just in case people don't know it wasn't your decision it was um there was damage done to it wasn't it damage done to it just before the pandemic which meant I had to move out and they still haven't finished it so I have lived in multiple places this year Mm -hmm. um I did spend some time in Nottingham I spent some time in London I spent some time in Bedfordshire um, you know, I spent, which meant sometimes I've been by myself, sometimes I've been with a friend, sometimes I've been with family. And it has absolutely, I suppose, opened my eyes to this idea of not having one home and realizing what joy you can get from like variety. So this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like before, I would have been like, no, have a lovely home, have all your items, keep it like go to the same bed every night, make it gorgeous. Whereas now I, I like I generally was saying to someone, I was like, you know a laptop 
I mean, like a rucksack and a suitcase is enough for me to be able to run my business, do the podcast, like go anywhere. I was like, as long as wherever I go, I've got a bed and a shower and I can make Mm -hmm. some food. Basically, I'm good. And so I do think like from that perspective, I really like this idea and I really like your clarity around like I want the sea. And, you know, I'm pretty much the same that I'd been like, I just want a place like the beach house for me is just the dream. Like being at the sea and like Mm -hmm. letting it all waft over you. But in terms of change and chasing change and why you want change, I think that's interesting. And I'm very glad that you said, like, was very honest with everyone about, you know, how you feel about your life right now. Because automatically what came into my mind was the wheel of life, like the wheel of my life popped in my head <laughs> as soon as you did it. And I'm working with a life coach right now. So we keep referring to my wheel of life a lot, hence why. But this idea of when you're looking, it's like if you're changing, you're it's like yeah you're trying to change with a purpose and you're changing trying for growth realistically right now like you're trying to change it for the better but there is you you know you were spot on when you said but there is a point where am I change am I chasing change and Mm. will I ever be able to settle and you know I'm not sure if we have spoken about it before but this idea of like enough and like how do we get to that point so I think it's I think anyone who is able to really embrace change is like gonna have a great life like that's the honest thing I think it's definitely better to be someone who can embrace change and as I say like change is the only constant but I think there is a difference when you are initiating change versus letting change happen in your life Mm. yeah it is interesting and it's and I'm still figuring it out hence why I spoke about it and um and also just that thing of some things are easy to adapt some change is easier to adapt to than others um like I said I've had lots of change this past month and it's felt very easy and I'm thinking okay is that an indication that this is correct that I'm in my flow you know it's 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 been moving house it's been like you know new jobs everything like and it's felt very calm Mm. very just like okay yep let's just crack on with this so that's been interesting yeah yeah I think you're right sometimes if a change goes really easy it can be a sign that clearly it's meant to be but also I Mm. think for some people change is fine as long as there is some piece of stability and like this is for me is particularly important which is like I just know I can only deal with so much change and so yeah yeah I'm like before it used to always be this thing about like between home work and relationships and I basically was like I've got one of them <laughs> as stable I can deal with the other two changing that like, I can that's like fine yeah I get that but I can't do all of it that's just this you know I need something to either come back to or to go to or to sleep in or I need something just to be like okay this is strong and this can feels normal and I can deal with that so that I can use my brain and all my energy for all the other things that are changing yeah like you need an anchor don't you yeah so yeah I totally totally get that yeah but mm, interesting with, to think about for everyone else yeah cool well this uh not week because it's taken quite a while I've been watching a, a series of films I think the first one's called Divergent and then there's some other ones I'll put the details in the show notes but it's basically a trilogy um, I was like, I'm really struggling for the word trilogy then. I was like, <laughs> around this idea of a world where people are divided into factions based on a personality test they take. So they will 
I'm not quite sure what age it happens actually. They basically have to go, they take this serum, they go through this sort of like, not hallucination, but you know, some sort of mind weird thing. And basically okay. the computer then will say which one of the, of the five factions they belong to. But an individual does have the choice to override that. So there's like then a ceremony where they basically go up they have to cut their hands so there's some blood and then there's five oh different God. bowls and they have to like drop the blood in the bowl but the reason why like they do that ceremony is because the whole thing is around faction over family so basically if you decide to not be to not stay with the faction you're born with you basically say goodbye to your parents in that moment and that's it you never get to see them again because factions oh are not gosh. allowed to like see each other and they play different roles so they're like one faction is like running the society and there's another one that's they do all the helping jobs the another set of society that are like the police and the army and the enforcement and stuff but basically you end up then living in that area and like you're that's all you can do so there's this big thing about faction over family so it's a massive uh decision and but like i said there's a trilogy lots and lots and go on but for me the reason why i found it just fascinating was one, this idea of what faction I thought I'd belong to in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also this idea of like how they're like separating society and like trying initially to like, like I said, they do this test and that's meant to help you to, you know, tap into your zone of genius and like it's meant to be, well, this is what you are. So let me give you a job that's best for you. And, you know, you know I think I'm very honest about the fact that you know, I think for most people to really succeed, playing to your strengths, working with your personality, getting to understand yourself better and doing all those things is really good for you. But, you know, yeah. they also have the option to override it. It's like, well, what happens if you are forcing yourself to do something that realistically you weren't born to do because you've gone against that sort of like nature side of like mm-hmm. what the test said and clearly what's meant to be best for you. Um, so it just, for me, it then just brought up all this. And the, like, as the three films they bring up even more questions just about like how we form society how it's structured how do we get the best out of it for society as a whole and as an individual oh wow I really you've watched some really good things recently I'm so impressed miss I don't watch tv I'm gonna have to watch this definitely (laughs) but you know can I just say something not to demean this but what first came to my head when you started describing this was the sorting cat in yes. Harry Potter <laughs> no and that's exactly what I said when I was watching it I was like this is basically just the sorting hat but and yeah and I think but all of us have had those experiences where we have seen how people are categorized but then what like what does that ha- what implications does that have from being categorized yeah a sorting hat basically sits there it tells they don't have a choice but the thing is they don't have a choice to override it do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, true. And um, another thing that came to my head was Romeo and Juliet. So, like, is there an op? Is, is there an option for people to fall in love before they're sorted, and maybe fall in love with people from different areas? And the other thing that came to me was part part a big part of me is like, gosh, I'd love someone to tell me what I'm amazing at and just get on with it, because that part of my journey has been wonderful but absolutely exhausting (laughs) (laughs) trying to figure out what I'm here to actually do on this earth like what is my is it Iggy Aki or whatever I can't Iggy guy or you know that real sweet spot the zone of genius like we say um 
so yeah sounds really really did you figure out which one you'd be in no <laughs> I literally think about that I was like no I can't even so the reason why I'm not like even... an online quiz oh, no, I mean there probably is I haven't do you think I oh. went and did the online quiz you know what I'm like I can't even say the five factions that's why I'm not even saying what they are I think okay. I know but what's interesting is I think I knew what I would want to be and I think that's the thing isn't it about what do we want to be what versus what are we yes yes I like that okay good stuff I will get that watch that soon um something that I've been watching is something that came out ages ago for those of you who listen to the podcast regularly you will know that I am not one to jump on a bandwagon I don't know why it's just something weird within me and sometimes I fail and I do jump on bandwagons but most of the time I resist it most of the detriment of my own joy but it's just part of my personality and I have to live with this (laughs) so I have never watched The Crown which I know is now in like its 17th series or something now um but and we we haven't gone into this interview in detail on this podcast because um yeah we just we want to touch on it and maybe we will discuss it further in the future but for now um obviously there was the Megan and Harry interview that happened quite a few weeks ago now when this podcast is released um and as um you know women of a very similar age um like we we watched it um and we both have our own thoughts about it um and you know we've we've talked about the sort of the fall from it as in um there's been lots of discussion on social media obviously Piers Morgan was fired from Good Morning Britain which was a very um monumental sort of thing in terms of what he represents what Meghan Markle represents and um he was basically fired because he got over 40,000 um complaints through Ofcom because he said he didn't believe anything that um, Meghan Markle said which then sparked um conversations on social media about the issue of um of people in general not listening a to black people and more importantly to black women um and I just don't think it's a conversation that we can touch on for a minute here and then move off so that's why I mean Sherelle have decided not to delve into it at this point and we we will probably discuss it in the future as a as a wider conversation but watching that interview really got me intrigued in the royal family mm-hmm. um because it is so different to anything we know is it's such this like um ethereal thing in a way and because I've now I'm now living with my mum and trying to think of things I can watch (laughs) that don't have too much swearing or sex in um I was like oh the crown that shouldn't have too much um naughty stuff in it so in my head I feel like it would (laughs) no I think I've seen Prince Philip's bum and that's about it okay Um, and oh my gosh I'm absolutely loving it it is brilliant and again like Harry mentioned it in the interview because Oprah was like have you watched The Crown oh that's such a bad Oprah impression I'm so sorry Oprah and Harry was like we've watched bits of it and he was like just remember that it is fiction Mm -hmm. like but loosely based on the truth and I'm a bit like now 
oh yeah but how much is fiction and I'm getting into that in my head I'm like how much is actual because let's face it I mean it's very very much um painting the royal family in not the best light Mm. I mean in terms of their duty and being a sovereign and everything yes they're absolutely amazing you know a star for them you know absolutely fantastic but when it comes to um compassion and equality and women's rights and all those things there's just lots of undertones there of and I'm and I'm talking about this you know this is like the 40s 50s that is the era I'm in at the minute <laughs> we've still just, got a few years to catch up like Diana in it now because that's the reason why I was is, yeah, recently so I- someone said in the if you're up to date that now Diana's in yeah it. so I think the series they're on series six are they now and that's I think when Diana's in it but obviously I'm on series one which is lovely actually because it's seeing the queen like in her 20s and mm. just really in Winston Churchill's in it and it's just really interesting and also the thing that's interesting is obviously um the queen became the queen because her father was the king and he passed away but the reason her father became king was because his brother abdicated because he fell in love with a American divorcee oh history repeating itself you know like sort of thing and so it's really interesting for me just in my own mind to be making all these connections and correlations and just really thinking hmm again we we mentioned this in the last podcast like these things have been going on for quite a while and they still feel like nothing's changed you know like what kind of world are we living in so it's just yeah it's really I'm really and like just the production value of it is fantastic so really enjoying that obviously it's on Netflix so but yeah really good really Mm -hmm. like that very nice and yeah I'm sure um, I would I would that would drive me mad though that something's part fiction part because I I would be like is that real is that happening is it I, I think that would just drive me mad I've been googling so much while I've been watching it it's untrue but yeah okay yeah it's good well this week I have been reading rereading sorry Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill so Think and Grow Rich is definitely one of those classic money mindset law of attraction books you get told to read if you ever do anything about money that's not practical most people tell you read Think and Grow Rich I think it's quoted as being the most read book by millionaires and so it's pretty much like read this book and I probably first read it about I don't know five years ago something like that um and then this year I'm in a money mindset program and some women in there said oh we're thinking about reading it and would love to discuss it with some other women and I was like oh that sounds like a really good thing to do because I think rereading it now given I think all the changes that happened in my life in 2020, I thought actually it'd be a good time to revisit it. And I am a big believer that by talking to other people about books, you just absorb so much more. I think I read them in a different way. I know I'm talking to people and think it's really useful for me. So yes, I've been rereading that. I've had to read. So we do like three chapters each month because actually also one of the things about the book is it says you're not meant to read it too quickly like they specifically tell you like don't try and read this all in one sitting like you need to be actually like following the advice and I've just been finishing a section that's all about like you need to have a burning desire and this idea of like really getting a strong 
visual image, knowing exactly what you want, really getting clear and defined and like being able to like build it up inside of you so that it's just like the desire is so strong that like there's no question about it and it's like top of your mind. So I've been reading about that, which has been interesting and trying to, I suppose, add more clarity about what I want to, what I want from life, which I think mm-hmm. is one a constant battle <laughs> I think like what we talk about all the time you know yeah. it's trying to work it out itself can be really difficult but I've definitely got a different um a different connection to the book reading it this time it, it I definitely do think it is a book that the more you read it the more it makes sense and I, I think also it's interesting now given the amount of other law of attraction books I've read since um to then to then go back to it and yes, it, I would recommend it in terms of if you've never read it, I think it's like literally it's one of those books everyone says you should read at least once. It's actually not crazy long. I think compare like actually the copy when I picked it up, I was like, oh, actually, it's not as um, long as I'd expect it to. But it is old. So in terms mm. of some of the style, <laughs> it can be a little bit hard to read. Why are you laughing? Well, no, I was just saying it's about 100 years old, isn't it? I think. And all I just think is, I mean, it's basically written for white men. So yeah. just like ignore, yeah. try and ignore. Yeah. yeah. The next thing I was about to say was it is so men, like everything oh is just gosh. all the people that are, because it's basically um, he went to interview other rich men. And so mm. all he mentioned, it keeps on mentioning like the Ford man and Thomas Edison. So it's like Henry Ford and Thomas. So then there's this weird thing about the people that are mentioning, like you know the companies that they built, and but it's so it's so old school. And yeah, as very says, very white middle class man. But I do think if you can get past that, there are some great little nuggets in there. And I will when I've reread all of it, I will report back on how it fin- how it finishes out in the end and what my biggest takeaway is. But right now I've been working on you have to like write out your desire and mm. say exactly exactly how much money you want and what you're willing to offer in exchange so that's what I've been doing right now that sounds good I think I may reread it I, I think like you said it's quite heavy because it's it's not plain English as we would say as marketers like it's very um decorated English and sometimes that can be a bit draining especially when it's about money as well <laughs> so it's like money and um, quite a complex vocabulary so um, and I did trudge through it when I read it about three years ago so I may give it another go um, I'm gonna talk I was gonna talk about something I'm gonna I'm gonna switch I'm switching midway see I'm crazy like that so I'm not reading I'm listening to a book on audible but it's just something you said Sharon, and it sparked something in me so I'm actually listening to quit like a woman the radical choice to not drink in a culture obsessed with alcohol by Holly Whitaker so for those of you who've listened to podcasts regularly you will know that I have been questioning my relationship with alcohol for probably just less than a year now um first lockdown kind of you know was like woohoo pina coladas midday no work furloughed yay um and I was someone who sort of drank pretty much every day of my life wasn't addicted but I now realize I probably had um not the best relationship with alcohol it was something that I kind of looked for to bring me joy rather than looking for joy in other things and it also for me was a numbing agent so if I'd had a bad day or anything it was like down a glass of wine everything will be fine without actually dealing with what had been going on so I've been thinking about it went so be curious kind of 
summer to support my mental health um then thought um right I'm gonna go sober then decided no I don't want to be sober so I went back to sober curious and now I think this year I've probably drank so what we're like nearly we're three months in I've probably drank four or five times um and every time I do drink I'm a bit like "Mm, I didn't really enjoy that but I did and so I'm just on a path of figuring that out but the reason I wanted to bring it up because I just listened to a chapter um on audio audible um where she basically um it's called chapter six AA was created for men so the reason I'm because I was thinking yeah (laughs) so I was trying to think why is it called quit like a woman I couldn't I've not quite grasped that yet um And then this chapter really kind of brought it home for me. So for those of you who don't know AA, again, it's like probably like the book. It's like 100 years old. It was created for middle class white men who had a drinking problem. Like women weren't even allowed into it at first because they didn't think women had issues with drinking and, and all of this stuff. So but it was just interesting what she went through in terms of the the 12 steps. So the 12 steps of AA, a lot of it is related to God, or if people don't want that religious connection, universe, something bigger than us, the greater good, whatever. Um, and, you know, it is, we cannot deny a huge, huge fundamental part of helping people who have problems with alcohol become sober. It has helped so many people around the world over the past hundred years. However, there's so many things that she highlights in the, you know, the 12 steps ask you to do that as women, we don't do anyway. So there's like one element where it says like, don't think you're God, like don't have an ego so big that you think you're better than this or bigger than this. Oh. It's like, as women, we have no self-worth. <laughs> we're constantly belittling ourselves. We don't need to not think we're God. We know we're not God. Mm. And it was just all these little things that she tapped on. And I thought, wow, so interesting. You know, that it's like, it wasn't written for women and how again like how am I just realizing this now that you know this needs to be considered and looked at it was just it's I mean I highly recommend the book even if you're not trying to quit drinking or if you're curious or whatever um she she touches on so many more things than alcohol and addiction and and things like this But, but yeah it was just it just really made me think that when you talk about that book Sherelle that this is a similar thing like it was written for white men mm. and yeah. yeah no wonder yeah. Yeah. it it doesn't come easy to it you know like it's maybe not that natural connection because it's not made for us you know yes and I think it's a, a valid point and I think there's quite a few books that are old that definitely aren't written for women and definitely were definitely not people of color but what I would massively say is that I think to only read books that are written for you, though it is also a disjustice. And I just, so I just want to mention now, just because of this conversation, because, you know, I run Propelho's Book Club. It's a nonfiction book club for ambitious women. And it shocks women often that I don't only choose books that are written by women and I don't solely choose female focused titles. So our book of the month for April is Invisible Women. 
am following Verity telling me all about it and I'm very Ooh. excited about reading that book and it's already I'm having great comments I'm seeing people enjoying it and I'm really glad to do have read a book about this woman but also for me I am absolutely passionate about the fact women need to be reading the same books men are in as well because that is the knowledge that men are using like against us etc and so that is important and I think sometimes it can be easy to want to read all the books that are clearly made for women and then that you know we can read it and we can resonate with it a lot easier and all that sort of stuff but I really truly believe that if you want to do well in this world we need to be aware of the, the same things men are learning and that's why I really do try and have a wide breadth of reading oh 100% I think I've maybe put those the two things we spoke about too closely together there because I totally support you in that um and there was a book that you told me about and I can't remember the name of it now the 48 laws of power by Robert Greene yeah yeah and it you took you told me about that and something in me went oh no I don't I don't want to know how to be powerful that's not who I am and you said something like yeah but these are all the things that people are using to get you in their power you need to be aware of them and I was like hmm yeah so for anyone who doesn't know the 48 laws of power and by Robert Greene talks about how to be more powerful but is I think it is the most recommend requested book in American male prisons so that is the book people in prison want to read (laughs) like there are there are lots of people lots of people have told me like it's what CEOs read it's what like apparently it's massive for example in the music industry like that is a book that people are reading 50 Cent loved it so much he then commissioned Robert Greene to work with him to write like the 50 of law this is the the level we're talking about and For me, I chose that book club, I think back in 2016 for Pearlhurst Book Club, because I genuinely think, I promise, I do not believe there is a single woman who is, especially if you've been an employee, I do not believe that some man has not used those techniques on you. I, do, I absolutely believe oh, someone I, I has read those books, they've used those techniques on you. And whether you want to be more powerful or not, I don't care. But what I want you to do is read the book and understand how people are playing you. Mm. Yeah, no, totally agree. We'll we'll link to that as well. I have still haven't read it. I don't know why. I do feel though talking about it now, when you when we first talked about it, it triggered me and I kind of worked through that in my own head. And now I feel like I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. So just because I've made some shifts. But just just quickly to go back to the 12 steps, just to kind of show you why, you know, AA is is made for men. So it says um things like uh uh, number eight make make a list of all persons who we have harmed and become willing to make amends to them all I think as women we say sorry more than anybody in the world like because well, sorry I'm so sorry sorry I did that I'm so sorry I'm sorry I had to I'm sorry you know like there's memes at the minute isn't it about how to send emails like men in offices and it's like removing the sorry removing the you know kind of begging element and things like that so that's um really interesting um number 10 continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong promptly admitted to it I I think we do that constantly we're constantly thinking oh my god I've done that wrong I've done this wrong you know so it's just I think it was 
interesting hearing it discuss it and go through it because I've never thought about this. I've never thought about how AA maybe could be less ineffective because we've already ticked off quite a few of those steps naturally being a woman. So yeah, something just, just to think about, but like I say, I highly recommend um, the book quit like a woman. We'll pop the link to that in the show notes. Mm, sounds great. Mm. And to finish off, as always, you do have a life prompt and mm. this week based off what I was figuring out, I have set the question, which is what do I need to physically let go of? And I think right now, this is a year more than ever to do that spring clean actually you know we are I can feel the sunshine and I'm looking forward to getting back outside and being with people and I think it's a really good time to be like get out the house that you've been in all the time but be Mm -hmm. like what else do it don't just take your body out what else do I need to be chucking out and I think you know for me I can't wait to have a real massive declutter of my clothes like I think some clothes that I haven't worn for a year, even when I think about moving into the new life again and be like, do I even want to wear this anymore? Am I even that woman anymore? I think just being like more brutal with that and just just like use it as an opportunity. I think I think most of us would say we're not a minimalist <laughs> and we have more than we need. So use that spring clean as a chance to like show some love to wherever you are. Um like you know spruce up where you live that's also another good option is actually like can you make it a bit more inviting actually where you are yeah. living and then obviously get rid of all the things you don't need anymore yeah sounds good and like you say it's a good chance because you'll probably look at your wardrobe and there'll be certain pieces that you can't wait to try on again and there'll be other pieces that you're like oh my gosh I don't remember I had that <laughs> so then you know that that's a natural charity or chuck or whatever condition it is so yes I will I will definitely be thinking about that so great stuff well thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode um if you want to reach out to us you can do that at free and figuring it out at gmail.com or find us on facebook or instagram free and figuring it out and we will be seeing you next friday Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Free and Figuring It Out. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next installment. And if you want to be a superstar, please leave us a review. Or you can get in touch with us. Drop us an email at freeandfiguringitout at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.